wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete and a person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still running 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label. I noticed that it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about uh, how much do I have? Am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out at a certain time? And I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that. You just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out for yourself. You get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body, you're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game for your free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. The most successful people in the real world are those who approach problems proactively, and they are proactive about making things happen. They are not passively waiting for someone else to tell them what to do, or definitely not waiting for someone to tell them what to think. Stayallday.com. exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game.
You are now tuned into the show where you earn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic this is actually going to be a, let me make sure how many parts I got in this series. This is a two-part series, yes, two-part series on the garbage that you have to unlearn from your education, your quote-unquote education. So this is going to be a two-part series. And before we get into that, first of all, let me tell you all, I have a daily motivation text message I send out free of charge every single morning to everyone who's in my text community. This message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. So here's what I want you to do. Text me at my number right now to let me know you want to receive this message. You'll get the next one tomorrow morning. My number is 305-384-6894. Secondly, your next step in working with me directly is going into work on your game university. So this is a real life university. You will not have to unlearn anything that you get from this schooling at this university. That's at workonyourgameuniversity.com where you get access to all of my courses, like Bulletproof Mindset, 25 hours of my time control course, 30 days of discipline, ASAP confidence, 20 plus more courses. That is all at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now, let's get into this here. As I said, this will be a two-parter. So today we'll give you the first, I'm giving you three points today, and then tomorrow we'll get into three more points. Now, I went to school, you went to school, and I'm talking specifically, by the way, because I know I have some international listeners, I'm specifically addressing the American educational system here. This is the only one I have experience with. So I went to school here, you went to school here, most of you. Some of you are still in school, and I want you to feel bad if you're still in school, and especially if you're paying for it right now, if you're a college student right now. There's some benefits to going to college. I got some benefits from it as well. But specifically, let's talk about some of the benefits first before we even get into the garbage. Learning, reading, writing, and arithmetic, that's usually what we get in elementary school. You learn how to respect authority, which is a good thing because many people are going to spend their lives having to uh, submit to some form of authority. So it's good to learn how to do that. You learn how to work with other people, which is always a useful tool. We are in the collaboration era. You learn how to structure your days and you learn how to structure your days in ways that actually make them work so you can get things done. You learn organizing and time management, at least in some ways. You learn how to play the game, meaning seeing what is actually producing a positive outcome in one area and adjusting your actions to produce those specific outcomes. That's a useful thing. These are all things that you'll need to do in life, even if you don't agree with the process. So school teaches those things. But there is also some nonsense that gets taught in school that you need to unlearn. And that's what we're specifically going to uh, focus on and address over today's and tomorrow's episodes. So let's get into that. Point number one, we are talking again, the garbage that you have to unlearn from school. Number one, these are in no particular order. They're all equally pernicious. Number one is being passive. School teaches passivity. See, school is designed to have you do what? Think about when you go to school. Think about in the way college classrooms can be run can vary greatly. But let's just say everything up through 12th grade. Those are pretty uniform. What do you do? You walk into the classroom, you sit down, you shut up, you fold your hands on the desk. We don't always do that, but you get the point. And you listen to the teacher talk. Now, that's pretty much what happens. Now, whatever the teacher says goes because the teacher is the person of authority. They're the person in charge, even if they don't know what they're talking about. Usually they know more than the students, but that still doesn't mean they know a lot. The students don't know anything either. Whatever's in the textbook is the truth. The textbook is the Bible. And if you have a truth that is not in the textbook, 
or you believe something that's not in the textbook or it conflicts with what's in the textbook, what happens? You fail the quiz, you fail the test, you fail the class, you get left back and you end up on the short bus. All right. You are a failure if you don't agree with the accepted ideas that are being presented either by the teacher or by whoever wrote the textbook, because those textbooks are written by human beings as well. School is set up to tell you what it is and you are to blindly accept what they tell you. You are to memorize it and then they give you a test. And what do they do on the test? They are demanding that you regurgitate the information that they already gave you. All right. That's what school does. You see how passive all this is? The reason why you need to unlearn this whole thing is because it's all set up for you to just be a robot and just accept all this information and then spit it back out. And as long as you prove that you have accepted it or quote unquote accepted it, uh, that you at least have internalized it enough that you can write it down on the test, then you pass. But if you don't do that, then they label you a failure. This is how school is set up. Anybody wants to question or challenge any of the way that I'm breaking this down, you can tell me if I got any of this wrong. But I don't think any of you will because I know that this is right. The reason why you need to unlearn this is because in the real world, passivity gets you passed by and left behind in a different way. See, in school, if you're not passive, you get left behind. In the real world, if you are passive, you get left behind. So you see how school is setting you up for the exact opposite of what you need? I talked about this in episode number, let me tell you what episode that was. That was episode number 1746, the little known ways the school sets you up for failure and what to do about it. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to it because some of the principles I shared there, I'm sharing here. The most successful people in the real world are those who approach problems proactively and they are proactive about making things happen. They are not passively waiting for someone else to tell them what to do or definitely not waiting for someone to tell them what to think. One of the things that's happened over the last few years with many things that have gone on in the world, specifically, we can talk about the COVID virus that happened, that many people went right back to the passive mindset that you were taught in school to just accept what you're being told. Don't question anything. And if you question it, you were immediately punished, attacked, told to shut up for challenging whatever the prevailing quote unquote wisdom was supposed to be. And over time, we've, we're starting to see how that worked out. Moving on to point number two, today's topic, once again, is the garbage that you have to unlearn from school. Number two, waiting for permission. When you're in school, you need permission to do everything. This is a cousin to the first point. In school, you need permission to do anything that you want to do while you're inside of the walls of that building. And walls of schools, the walls of hospitals, the walls of jails, whole systems are set up the exact same way. Even though one is about your mind, one is about your health, one is about your freedom, they're all set up the same way, same framework. You need permission to ask a question in school. You got to raise your hand before you can ask a question. You want to go to the bathroom at school, you got to ask for permission. If you want to be walking around the halls while class is going on, you need a reason or an explanation for why you're doing it. You need permission to get information from a certain source when you're in school. If you're taking a test, you can't just go get information from anywhere you want. If you go get information that you're not supposed to go get, you fail the test. You even need permission to reference someone or something who might be able to help you with a problem. Again, you violate that. You get marked as a failure. You might even get kicked out the building because you went and got information from somewhere that you're not allowed to get information on a test. How crazy is that? In the real world, that's exactly what you have to do. You notice how a lot of things that they teach you to make you, quote unquote, successful in school are the exact opposite of what you need to be successful in life. Any of you noticing this? As I'm talking about it, you should be noticing it. In the real world, the most successful people never ask for permission. They do what they want to do. And if necessary, they will ask for forgiveness after the fact. Most of the time, they don't even need to do that. You can see already just through these first two points of how much of what is taught in school is the exact opposite of what you need to succeed outside of school. 
especially if you want to go into the entrepreneurial world. Now, if you're going to go into the, let's just say the corporate world, which is the closest thing to how school was set up, then many of these things will help you get up, go along to get along in the corporate world. But in the entrepreneurial world, and most of the people who I talk to, which I, I know it means a lot of people who listen to this show, either you have an entrepreneurial mindset or you are already involved in entrepreneurial endeavors, or you need to do the exact opposite of what school is teaching you. So the second thing school tells you is to ask for permission. Entrepreneurs, there's no one to ask for permission from. If you're asking permission, then you're the kind of being the opposite of entrepreneurial, just to be honest. Moving on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is we are talking about the garbage that you have to unlearn from school. Number three, deferring to authority. School teaches you to defer to authority. All these institutions that I mentioned, schools, hospitals, courthouses, they all teach you to defer to authority. And this is how they maintain order because everybody has to go up the chain of command in order to do anything they want to do or even think or say anything that they want to think or say. Now, this point, on the other hand, deferring to authority at the same time, it does have some positives and it does have some negatives. There are some positives with everyone understanding that they should defer to authority because it depends on where you plan on going in life. Now, I'll give that as a caveat. Now I explain. If you plan on getting traditional employment where you're going to have a boss, a supervisor, and you will have to passively defer to others for permission to do things, then look, being groomed to defer to authority is actually a good idea because that's what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life anyway. You're going to spend the next 50 years of your life deferring to authority. So you might as well get used to it because that's exactly what you're setting yourself up to do. If you plan on going into traditional employment where it is just a chain of command, you do what you're told, don't question anything, don't go against the grain as long as you want to keep your job and you're okay doing that for the next 50 years, go ahead, do that. Now, again, all right, I'm skewing this angle here because I understand that most of the people who listen to this show, that's not what you're looking for. Even if you are right now in traditional employment, you're probably not looking to stay there forever. Many of you are looking to do things that are more doing your own thing, going in your own direction. So that is the positive. I got to throw that out there just so people understand. It's not necessarily a bad thing to defer to authority. Sometimes it is a good idea to listen to someone who has more authority, seniority, allegedly more information than you have. Not always, but sometimes this is a good thing. So authority can be a good thing because, again, it's getting you ready for the rest of your life. And that's your plan. Now, there are places in life when you should also, outside of that, defer to authority. If you plan on playing a team sport, you're going to have coaches who are in positions of authority. I played a sport professionally. I played a team sport of basketball. We had coaches. They were in position of authority. I needed to defer to them. I shouldn't just walk up to my coach and say, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to do things my way. That would not have worked well for me. If you grew up with attentive and active parents at home, for example, you probably learned a lot about respecting and submitting to people in authority. These are good things. That's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. As a matter of fact, I believe more parents should be teaching their kids to uh, respect and submit to authority simply because there's a lot of kids growing up without having authority figures in their lives and they end up getting themselves into bad situations later on in life simply because they aren't being guided by adults the way that they're supposed to. I feel a lot of adults are dropping the ball on that these days. So there is a positive side to this, but you also need to know when to turn off respecting and bowing to and submitting to authority, especially if you plan on doing your own thing, such as running your own enterprise, or you are entrepreneurial in any way, then simply bowing to authority is setting you up for failure. And thus you have to unlearn it. So if you plan on being an entrepreneur, running your own enterprise, as an entrepreneur, there is no authority for you to defer to. You are the authority as soon as you 
put yourself out there. As soon as you hang up your shingle, as they say, you become the authority figure. You are the boss. You are the person in charge. You make the rules. You break the rules if you feel like breaking them. You don't wait for someone else to tell you what it is. You decide what it is and you tell everybody else what it's going to be. So on these first three points about this garbage that you need to unlearn from school, this is really a primer for those of you who plan on doing your own thing. And again, I talk to a lot of people who say that they want to do their own thing. A lot of people who are in the process of building their own thing. And I talk to people who are actively and have been actively doing their own thing, meaning you started your own enterprise. Doesn't mean you're doing it by yourself, but you started your own enterprise. You can't be passive when you're doing that, because if you're passive, you're just going to get run over by everybody else who is being more active and being more aggressive. You can't sit around and just wait. And I'm recapping the points at the same time here. So the topic, once again, is garbage you got to unlearn from school. The first one is being passive. All right, You can't be passive if you want to do your own thing in life because your own thing will never gain traction and it will never get established if you are being passive and waiting for someone to, I don't know, waiting for someone to hand you the keys, waiting for someone to give you the authority, waiting for someone to plant the seeds of confidence within you. You got to show up ready to go. It is sink or swim out here. It's a jungle out there. Let's just say it like that. You want to be an entrepreneur, it's a jungle. And there are other animals out there who will not hesitate to eat you if you stand around and just wait for somebody to give you something or wait for someone to give you permission to do what you want to do. So you can't just sit and be passive. You got to be active. You got to get out there and get yourself seen, heard, and known and make sure that whatever it is that you're offering to the marketplace, the marketplace actually knows that you and it exist. If you are not active in doing that, then you're going to get run over. Second point is waiting for permission. If you're going to go out here in the world again, and you're going to create a name for yourself, who's going to give you permission to do that? Now, nobody is going to grant you the authority to put yourself out there. You have to decide that you already have the authority of putting yourself out there. I remember being at a Toastmasters meeting years back, and I was talking about how being an expert is really based on a person deciding to declare themselves an expert. That's the number one way to become an expert is to declare that you're an expert and then actually have some, hopefully, when you get people to believe you, have some substance underneath what you're saying so that you can actually prove it. And I remember there was a guy in the room and I remember who this guy was. And I remember his name was Alan. I will say his name was Alan. And I'll say that Alan was a lawyer. So Alan's a lawyer, which means he went to college for, he had a four-year undergrad degree. Then he went to law school. I don't know how many years law school. I think it was law school, two years. I think law school was either two years or three years. I can't remember. Let me see if I can ask. I have no reason that I need to notice, but I'm Googling it right now. Not Googling, but uh, duck, duck, going it. All right. Law school is three years. So four years undergrad, three years of law school, and who knows how much student debt he had to accumulate. Now, Alan's an older guy. He's probably 20 years older than me. So and maybe he's paid off all his student debt by this point. But I remember he raised his hand. And he was a little bit perturbed by the fact that I said what I said. And he said, well, that's dangerous for someone to say that they're an expert without having any no real proof of being an expert. And I understood why he was saying it, because he got his quote unquote expertise by putting in seven years of school and $100,000 of student loan debt. Whereas I'm standing there saying, well, look, you just call yourself an expert. You're an expert. You're on par with this person putting seven years and a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt. So I get why it was threatening to him. But the point is, I was right and he was wrong. All right. The whole thing is, if you're sitting around passively waiting for someone else to declare you an expert or you're kind of climbing the ladder of doing what someone tells you you have to do in order to be declared an expert, well, then you got to go Allen's route and you got to go do those years of school and accumulate that debt. Or you can just decide this is what it is. And you get a lot of people who will be really angry with you 
simply because you jumped behind. All right, you jumped the line of success. You basically leapfrog what everybody else was doing. I talked about this in episode 2362, leapfrog theory, which is jumping the line of success. So instead of standing in line and doing what everybody else does, being passive and waiting for someone else to give you permission to do what you want to do, you decided, you know, I'm just going to do this and I don't need anybody's permission. Oh, people are going to be pissed at you for doing that. So you better have some balls of steel to deal with this because there will be a ton of pushback. In school, if you don't wait for permission and you do things without being given permission, people are going to push back on you. People are going to attack you. People are going to try to scare you out of the actions that you're taking. And once they see that you're not going to be scared off your track, they usually get out of your way. And point number three, deferring to authority. In school, you're taught to defer to authority. The authority could be the textbook. The authority can be the teacher. And understand the textbooks are written by human beings who may not be all knowing. And by the time a textbook gets printed, some of the information in there may not be as up to date as it needs to be. Teachers are simply human beings who went to school and they got a job as a teacher. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're an expert on their subject, because after all, what is a teacher doing? And no disrespect to the teachers who are listening to this, but what does a teacher do for a living? A professor. And full-time teachers, they are, they are full-time at going to school and talking about a subject. They're not full-time actually doing the subject that they're talking about. And that does not necessarily mean that they don't know their subject, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they do either. So this is why you got to vet the people who you're getting your information from. You're in college and you're taking an entrepreneurship class and the teacher is not an entrepreneur, but a full-time professor with a job. How the hell are they going to teach you entrepreneurship? That doesn't even add up. All right, I went to school and I got, I have a business degree. And my classes on entrepreneurship were being taught by people who are full-time professors. So how the hell are you going to teach me entrepreneurship if you're not an entrepreneur? But again, you are taught to defer to the authority who is the person in the front of the room. And because they have that title and they can threaten your grade, if you question them too much and they don't like what you're saying to them, this is, teaches you the passivity of waiting for someone to tell you what to think. So you see how all these things go together. And we're only halfway through this whole series here. But if you're going to be an entrepreneur, especially those of you who are already or you're on your way or you are thinking entrepreneurially, these three things will kill you as an entrepreneur. You cannot defer to any authorities. You are the authority. You do not wait for permission and you cannot be passive. And these are just the first three points. Tomorrow, we're going to go into the next three. And here's a couple of things I want you to do. First of all, text me. Tell me the best insight you got from today's class. My number is 305-384-6894. Secondly, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's where you can get a real life education for some real stuff that you're going to use in your real business. That is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Tomorrow, we're getting to part two. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get the daily motivation.